0: Welcome. You're listening to the Every Day is a New Day show. I am your host, Kim O'Neill, and this is the show that reminds you we live in a world of infinite possibilities. You are more amazing than you know. You are never alone, and the one with the power has always been you. I speak with awesome guests who have inspiring stories and tools to support you on your journey forward. Every day is always a new day, and your days looking pretty bright. Welcome to another episode of "Every Day Is a New Day," the inspirational interview show about moving forward beyond challenging times, and. I have another really fascinating guest I'm sharing with you today. Oh my goodness, there's so much she has to share with us. I'm crossing my fingers that we can really get to all of it. But let me go ahead and read you a little bit of her bio, and then we're going to get right into the show. So our guest today is Regina Huber. She is the founder and CEO of Transform Your Performance. She draws on her extensive corporate and entrepreneurial entrepreneurial experience on four continents where she's a transformational leader coach. Okay, let me rephrase that. She's a transformational leadership coach and consultant. Regina has a passion for inclusive diversity, co-creation, and dance. And she's an international speaker, author of Speak Up, Stand Out, and Shine, Speak Powerfully in Any Situation. And she's also a conversational intelligence enhanced skills practitioner. Regina speaks five languages, yes, five languages. She has over 18 years of international experience in the corporate business world, and she's a certified leadership ambassador at Take the Lead Women. She serves as co-chair of the New York City Financial Women's Association Distinguished Speakers Committee, and she's an executive global mentor at UAMDC, which stands for UAE Africa Mentoring Development Consortium. Where she collaborates with some other African organizations that support women and youth. She's been featured in the press, on radio and TV in Ghana, South Africa, Cameroon, and the US. And that is just a small portion of what Regina Huber does. And so, with that said, welcome to the show, Regina.
1: Thank you so much, Kim. It's such a delight to be here tonight.
0: Absolutely. And where are you, you? Since we have connected, you've done quite a bit of traveling. Where are you at the time of the show? Right now, I'm in New York. I'm just coming back
1: from uh, Cameroon. I got back about uh, a little over a week ago now. And uh, I spent two weeks there. And I also spent a couple of months in South Africa this winter.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Well, You know this, so this is the inspirational show interview show about moving forward beyond challenging times. And so, I want to hear all about the work that you do, but I really want to start out first, just getting to know you a little bit more about you. And you know, how did you get to where you are today? What what did you have to to move through in order to transform into who you are today?
1: Yeah, sure. So I grew up as a very shy kid in a small village in germany as you can hear from my accents. <laughs> i i moved quite a few language zones so as you said before i do speak five languages but english still with an accent which is okay you know i've made peace with it uh so i i as i said i grew up in a tiny little village as a very shy kid but i always had this huge curiosity for the world and for how other people live how they Think how they dance, <laughs> just to name a few of these uh, curiosity items, and and this was the driver for me to to venture out into the world and to and to move from country to country and to make my own experiences. And some of them were a little bit painful. And I'm going to share one of them in just a little bit, which one was also one of my biggest lessons. Of course, sometimes the the biggest pain is the biggest lesson. Although yes. we don't continue that pain forever right so absolutely yeah
0: yeah well I I personally love your accent I think it's beautiful Mm -hmm. so there's nothing to be ashamed of there about Mm -hmm. that and I love how you how dance is an interest of yours and that you incorporate that into um I guess some of what you're doing today as well did you grow up dancing
1: I did not and that's also another interesting uh Interesting detail, I would say, because you know, I I was in this tiny little village and it was like post war Germany and there was no such thing as dance, you know, no lessons, no nothing. So I really discovered my passion for dance in my early 20s, I would say, when I moved to Munich and I uh, started out with Latin dancing. Later on, I moved to all these different countries and I tried out all these different dances. I translated actually about 10 books on Argentine tango, which was one of my passions for some time when I lived in Argentina. And then I wow. did a lot of Brazilian dancing. And, and uh, nowadays, what I mostly do is African
0: and um, also Haitian dancing. Haitian dancing. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, that that is really interesting. I love that. Well, so, yes, will you share with us a little bit more of, you know, what's what did you overcome that really, I guess, taught you some lessons that you're able to now pass on to other people and help them to be able to move forward and transform in their life?
1: Yeah. And I want to expand a little bit more on the dance. Uh, So what it taught me is it taught me a lot about business presence. It taught me a lot about energy. It taught me a lot about confidence, but what you were just alluding to, to the most important lesson in my entire life. And that just happened about eight years ago when I went through an extremely painful experience with a business partner. And this experience forced me to close down a brick and mortar business in which I had invested all the money I had at the time, two entire years of my life, and a load of work and energy, of course. you know, And it's, it was my big dream you could say. And okay. this is a very costly experience, not only in terms of the money and time, it also cost me my confidence at the time. And, and it taught me many valuable lessons at the same time, like I had to do due diligence before going into a business partnership with someone again. Uh, it taught me not to trust blindly when I had a dream in front of me that was like this this shiny object you know, <laughs> that we sometimes have and that makes us blind. And I, it taught me that I could have done it by myself and I didn't trust myself enough at that time. And I didn't listen to my inner voice, to my intuition enough. It, I, I didn't look at the warning signs, basically. And it was one of the biggest stepping stones in my life you know, we we make, um, we repeat subconscious patterns in our lives, and uh, in our life, and we repeat them over and over again, and the lesson gets bigger and bigger and bigger until we finally learn our lesson, and we break through that pattern, right, and that was one of those very important uh, breakthrough situations. It was my greatest lesson of awareness that I've ever had and uh, of course also taught me because I had to it taught me how to rebuild my confidence eventually and okay. and the way I did was with with some important lessons that I had learned through or some important ways that I had learned through my holistic healing studies in the past so um, wow one of the Yeah. So one of the ways I did this was uh, my holistic healing studies had sparked an interest in me for how our mind works and how our subconscious mind specifically works. And this made me read a lot of literature on neuroscience. It also taught me a lot about energy, how our energy works and how we can use it in our favor and gladly I had learned all of this before moving into this very difficult situation so I could then find the the strengths and the tools to rebuild my confidence.
0: What a gift. What a blessing that you already had that awareness of of those tools so that you could then practice them to really support you in moving forward. Right. Wow. Well, and I love what you said about how, I think you said that this was your, maybe the biggest part of it was the awareness or the biggest lesson. Yes. I always say that that's the very first step and being able to really, really change anything, transform anything. You have to first even be aware that there's something you'd like to shift.
1: Right. And we also have to move out of our victim mode because, you know, the first thing is the, the first emotion that we usually experience is self-resentment, guilt, we, we think we could have done better, why didn't we see that earlier, and reproaching ourselves and being in that victim mode and in that self-resentment mode doesn't really serve us at all. We really need to move through that very negative and low vibration. And that was one of the first steps after the awareness, right? And another lesson that I was taught through this experience is that I'm enough, that I do need a support system, but I could have done this business. I could have pulled it off by myself, as I had done before in Argentina. I had a very successful business in Argentina before. But there was this moment when I probably didn't trust myself enough or when I saw somebody that was there and apparently was somebody who could support me in this. And I was a little bit tired of doing it all by myself. I had moved to all these countries by myself all the time. So maybe I was just a little bit tired at the time. And there was this somebody who apparently was this other uh, pillar for my business. And it turned out to be a very shaky pillar. <laughs> oh. They turned out to be the opposite. Um, and... Uh, This is, yeah, this is one of the, one of the other lessons that I learned.
0: Well, I, so I just want to, just for a moment, want to just go back to, you know, after the awareness, then, you know, we can fall into sort of a victimhood. How, how do you, or how have you learned how to move out of that victimhood? Because I think a lot of people, we don't even realize when we're in it. It's only until we're beyond it where we might be able to look back and go, oh, that's what I was doing. Do you you happen to have any other insights about that, of how someone can maybe figure out that they're in a state of victimhood? Well, you
1: know, I think one important way of doing that is to observe our emotions. When something feels really off, when we are in that mode, we constantly blame others or ourselves even also uh, for something that happened in the past, but does that really serve us? It doesn't take us anywhere forward. It takes us backward all the time, right? So, yeah. once we realize that we're not moving forward, I think that's a really clear indicator that we are in that victim mode. And um, we we need to find a way to observe these emotions and to become really the, the, the the, the observer from a bird's perspective and and, and look at it and say, what is serving us in terms of our thoughts and in our emotions and what's not serving us and how can we turn this around into something that will serve us so we can actually move forward. Luckily at the time I had some friends who had also studied uh, holistic modalities together with me and they helped me through some sessions to to move beyond that victim situation. Nice. We cannot really do it before we see it ourselves. That's right. Right. You know, as long as we always go back, because there are all these helpers, but oftentimes when we have these people, we actually tend to fall more into the victim mode because we have to finally finally have somebody who listens, right? So we we want to vent, we want to get it off our chest. Yes, and that can sometimes be helpful, but then it's enough. Then we need to move on.
0: I've, I've heard some people say, you know, they give their clients five minutes, and then that's it. We're going to move beyond yeah. <laughs>
1: the yeah. story. Exactly. Yeah. The story serves us for what you called earlier awareness. Yeah. And then once we have a story and we know what it is, it's time to move on, and it's time to learn from it, use it as a lesson, and
0: make a new experience. I completely agree. So, uh, okay, I would love to hear more about these holistic modalities. If you're open to sharing, I know there are so many out there, but I'd love to know which ones you use, what, what you liked, that sort of thing. Yeah, so I use them, um, now I mix them up with Everything I have
1: but with my own experience, I've made them my my own and nice. I, don't, I don't use the pure form of them anymore, I would say, but I use them intrinsically in my in my coaching sessions when it's appropriate, right? Or when it's relevant. So one of them uh, at the time was beta healing. Uh, another one, an important one was body talk. It's called uh, you find it on the body talk system on, on the web. Okay. And uh, specifically, Theta Healing is a very active uh, way of involving our clients or some call them patients. I never do, but you know our clients in the sessions where we have an active role and we, we do a lot of digging work. Um, I believe that we don't always have to go that deep. Sometimes we can stay you – know, we, we don't have to always to the exact route sometimes just the awareness is enough but it depends right i agree with that yeah so these are just some uh, i did a lot of i studied some other ones like reconnective healing and some more energy-based uh ways as well okay
0: well okay so now let's let's just get back to the story you were sharing with us you were learning that you are enough and that you didn't even need a business partner and so today do you are you do you have a new business partner or are you working on your own now or where are you now i don't i i don't have a
1: business partner i do have a support system so i am a coach and i work with a coach you know and yeah. I have uh, one specific very dear friend that i love to dance with and he's always been there unconditionally like and in, initially when i started speaking for example in front of audiences i would always call it i still do it i did it today when it when i led a round table earlier today right mm-hmm. so i send him a quick message saying hey chris can yeah. you please send some good vibes <laughs> hello you know along to me yeah i'm such and such time, you know, think of me, right? And he is is there to support and he has always been there, although we don't even see each other that often. And um, I also want to share one other learning that just came to mind, popped into my mind right now. That's really key. And it's I, I learned that I had created that situation in the past somehow through through my subconscious programming. Not willingly, of course. We don't do these things on purpose. They're subconscious, right? I had allowed it somehow. Not because I'm a bad person or because of bad karma. No. It's just through that programming sometimes. We're not aware of it. So the important learning from that was that if I had created this experience, this painful experience, and I could also... Just as well create a different experience for myself and create a different reality in the future, and uh, and uh, I just had to get a better understanding of how this programming worked and how to reprogram my what I call subconscious script, and and ever since I've been working on that. Uh-
0: <laughs> I Thank you so much for sharing that, because I think that's the sign of someone who's truly empowered and taking responsibility for their actions. I know Jack Canfield says, if we can create it, we can also uncreate it, or like you said, create something else. And um, I think that is so key in us really being able to understand that we have the ability to shift anything we experience. So, Awesome. Well, you do so much. <laughs> I, I'm honestly thinking, which, which thing should I ask her about first that she does? Um, is there something that stands out that you'd like to share with us first about all the work that you do? Well, my
1: system that I've created, my signature system, is called Powerful Leadership Transformation or PLT, and I've recently also created a facilitator certification program around that. They already have a couple of people who are learning the system and who are going to uh, teach it, and I have some more people interested. So that again, it's powerful leadership transformation, and it's based on four specific pillars, and they are an empowering mindset or a self-empowering mindset, we could say, where we also take into account our subconscious mind because it's so uh, critical to do that. The second pillar is uh, our distinctive uniqueness, as I call it, which you could also call our authentic brilliance or our specific greatness. The third one is our distinctive uniqueness. Oh, sorry, I just said that. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Presence, a body conscious presence, uh, which goes beyond just the typical body language because it also is about our energy. Mm. So it's really about a compelling business and meeting presence or speaking presence. And the fourth one is more or less a consequence of all of the above, which is effective action.
0: I'd like to talk a little bit more about mindset. Mm-hmm. What are some tips you have for shifting mindset, especially if you're you're in a state of not realizing how you're creating your current reality? How have you gone about shifting something like that with mindset?
1: Well, first of all, what we can do ourselves without the help of an expert is to really become the observers of our thoughts and of our feelings because our feelings and emotions are a result of our thoughts and our thought patterns and of our beliefs. And they're also an indicator um, of something that's going well or something that's a little bit off and that needs correction in course or that needs us to to just take inventory, I call it, of what's going on, right? Right. Uh, we have to consider that over 95 percent of our behavior is driven So we oftentimes think we're in control, but we are really not in control unless we become the observers of our thoughts. So a lot of people say they do mindset work, but they really only focus on those 5% or less that's determined by our conscious mind. And that's only the tip of the iceberg, as you know. Okay. And... uh, so our subconscious mind, I like to compare it to a, to a computer script that's been fed with all this data. That we constantly soak up uh, our experiences, the collective unconscious, all these different environmental influences, our culture, right? And this subconscious script can pretty much keep us on autopilot, and it may be programmed in a more empowering or a more disempowering way, in a more positive or in a more negative way. And depending on that program, it helps us achieve what we want or not. So oftentimes you work really hard, but we still don't achieve what we want, right? Do you know like that, that have worked really hard, but are not really successful or not really wealthy? Well, that's because their subconscious program might not be supporting their goals or their their success right right so we really need to look at that and to and 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 be, when we don't have an expert who can help us with the subconscious parts because that's tricky because it's not conscious right so what what the indicators are are really our thoughts and 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 our feelings so i'm i'm going back to that all the time because that's really the most obvious indicator
0: have you you do a lot of work with business women have you noticed a theme of types of limiting thoughts or mindset shifts that they need to typically need to make to be able to stand out yeah. and shine
1: so typically business women tend to underestimate themselves more than men as we know And uh, they often think they're not enough in some way. They're not experienced enough, not skilled enough, not smart enough, not this enough, not that enough, right? So they oftentimes overlook opportunities. They don't even see opportunities that that are there because they don't consider that they would be relevant for them. They Mm. don't consider that they would even be qualified enough for them. Right, So so we have to open up our channels and our minds so that we can even see these opportunities and see that power that we all have inside of us, that unlimited power that we all have inside of us. It's also about energy, but it's also about trust, about self-belief, about confidence, right? Well,
0: so the, what comes to mind, I'm going to share this um, just because I always... Find this so fascinating when I think about you know me as a woman and I think similar to what you were just saying business women tend to think they're not enough and what I think is we tend to over prepare we tend to think you know we need to have this and this and this and this and this in place and then all this other experience and then at some point we'll finally be ready to whether it be you know go for the promotion or maybe finally you know try to switch careers and go do something else we really love, whatever it is. And men, and of course, I'm totally generalizing here, which is not something I generally like to do, but, <laughs> but men in general tend to be like, yeah, I can do that, whether or not they have the qualifications or not. And so the story that always comes to mind for me when I think about this is many years ago when my mom worked. Um, and I don't want to give anything away really, but a long time ago, my mom worked for a company and it was like in the tech, uh, tech engineering industry and she and another coworker, they had to hire an assistant. And so they did all these interviews and finally they hired a young guy and this guy, you know, he, he had said he could do all these things. I think he was about 18 years old or so when he got hired and they brought him in and turned out he didn't even know how to type, but he was able to talk himself into the job. And, um, you know, it's just, it, it was just really fascinating. I mean, she tells the story and there's a lot more details to it, but it was just so interesting that this guy got his, got his, you know, first job in a really big, uh, technical industry organization. And he couldn't even type. I mean, it was just the base, most basic thing. My mom had to teach him how to type and yeah. then things improved over time. But I think that's that's one thing in a way women can maybe start to learn or benefit from men about, hey, you know, just go for it, right? Or you maybe you can just learn as you go. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I always say to
1: women, you know, if you wanted to stay at your same level, then you could stay where you are right now. I mean, Of course, you don't know everything that your new job will require from you because if, if you already knew it, it would not be your next level. It would be the same level. So we all have to learn new things as we step up to our next job level, right, or to our next business level or whatever the level is. So it's just normal. And how many things have you learned in life by doing? Just think about it right I have to say I have learned most things by doing I you know, I got my first leadership role when I was not prepared technically prepared for leadership I hadn't studied any relevant uh, topics uh, or subjects I I was just uh, promoted into that leadership position because somebody saw that in me I didn't even see it myself and usually that's a prerequisite we should see it because somebody else can see it but I You know, but there was something there that I was apparently emanating that they saw. So, um, you know, I learned basically everything in life by doing. Yes, I did study. Yes, I have some knowledge acquired through studies. But, you know, I've done so many different things in my life. And I've moved to countries that didn't know how that would work out. Uh, I learned. I learned about the cultures. And we all do. It's not just me. We all do. So yeah. when we just step into the possibility, I, I call it step into your possibility, allow yourself to step up to your true potential. That's when it comes. It comes. It's true.
0: Awesome. I love it. So we are going to go ahead and take our break. So stay right there. If you'd like to find out more about Regina during the break, you can go to her website at transformyourperformance.com. Or of course, if you like this show, you can go to kimonealcoaching.com and find out more about me and things that I'm doing. And, uh, but stay right there because we want to continue to share with you, uh, Regina Huber and everything she is doing today. So stay right there and we'll be right back. No matter how your life looks today, your possibilities are endless. You deserve all the joy, peace, and excitement in life that you desire. Life doesn't come with a manual, and that's why personal coaching is so awesome. Moving forward is easier, creating a new reality for yourself, healing your mind and body. It's all possible. Visit KimOnealCoaching.com today to learn more and schedule your free consultation. What books are you reading? Are you ready for a must-read? Winner of the inspirational Book of the Year Award and international bestsellers, Dare to Dream, This Life Counts, by Debbie Dashinger, as well as the acclaimed Wisdom to Success,
1: The Surefire Secrets to Accomplish All Your Dreams. Buy the books from Amazon today. U.S. Book Review and Writer's Digest said these are critics' picks by Debbie Dashinger, Dare to Dream, and Wisdom to Success contain gems to live your life by.
0: Sometimes we wish we could practically do nothing and still feel better. Guess what? You kind of can. When you schedule a Reiki or guided meditation session, you can just be and receive and allow the energy to shift. There's relief. These energy sessions can be done alone or combined with a coaching session. Find out more at KimOnealCoaching.com and click on the Energy Work tab. Do you have a published book that never reached its bestseller potential? Are you working on a book or ebook you hope to publish soon? Do you have a book locked inside waiting to release your message to the world? Go to MyBestsellerBook.com. My Bestseller Book will launch your book to a guaranteed bestseller status. Learn more at MyBestsellerBook.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Every Day is a New Day. I'm your host, Kim O'Neill, and I'm with Regina Huber today, who is founder and CEO of Transform Your Performance, as well as the author of Speak Up, Stand Out, and Shine, Speak Powerfully in Any Situation. And so, Regina, will you share with us a little bit more about your book and some of the topics that you cover in that? It sounds like it's all about public speaking, but I'd love for you to elaborate.
1: Yeah, sure. So it's, it's it's about public speaking and we do public speaking in many situations
0: in life, right? We do yeah. it. Uh, uh,
1: you could also say we do public speaking in job interviews, right? It's really about speaking up in meetings, any type of meetings, or, you know, maybe you are a lawyer and you need to uh, speak up for your client, right? Uh, so it really is for all of those situations. It's a way to prepare for these situations physically right. and mentally, And includes 26 tools that help you do that, as well as some ideas and and my personal experience that that I have learned from from this, uh, going from no confidence after a painful experience with a business partner that we mentioned earlier, to rebuilding my confidence. And that's when I came up with these tools, because I really needed them. I really needed them. I did. So I had just come to New York, I no soul here except for three souls maybe, but who never had time for me because they were very, you know, very heavily traveling and very busy people. So I had to network, I had to meet people and I hadn't spoken much English in seven years as I'd lived in Argentina and Brazil, where I'd always been speaking Spanish and Portuguese for all this time. So... I felt a little bit more insecure with my language and all that and accent, whatnot, not. And, and then I had to start thinking about a new business, right? And that business I was only an idea and I was still traveling back and forth, cleaning up the mess there. And I, my, my energy was pretty much split between the two locations. So I wasn't really feeling confident or powerful at all yet. I was just at the beginning phase of rebuilding all of that. So. So I had to start speaking about a business that didn't exist yet. Uh, it was scary, <laughs> I meet new people and, and start pitching the business. And and then very soon I also realized that I had to speak about my business as it was evolving so that people would actually know about it because a secret business is no business, right? Oh my gosh,
0: I love that you're talking about this. So will you... <laughs> Yes, will you please elaborate on that? How do you speak about your business when you're still in the process of building it and growing it and all of that shifting?
1: Yes, it was it was challenging. I will not deny that. Uh, I had to start pitching ideas, right? To 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 learn from it and to evolve uh, along with it. Uh, and initially I had thought about working mostly with performing artists, which I did. But then I was networking with so many women and they oftentimes said to me, we need what you have and why don't you work with women and women have a much bigger need for this and, and all of that, right? So, so yes, so that's how the business idea evolved and that's how I found my purpose really. Also, thanks to all the previous experiences, I pulled it all together into this system, the Powerful Leadership Transformation it's a combination or result of all this previous experience in corporate as a business owner in Argentina and Brazil and uh, also male-dominated societies and where I have to fight corruption oftentimes and go through all these very challenging learnings, right? So it's, it's, a, it's a result of all of that.
0: Um, but I, I, yeah i sorry. <laughs> I love that you just, um, that that's how you answered that question, because it sounds like you really continued to follow your intuition and allow things to evolve as it felt right for you. It sounded like, you, it sounds like you didn't take a cookie cutter approach is what I'm saying.
1: No. So I, 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 I actually had to relearn to trust my intuition again, because I had stuck trusting my intuition because I had been so disappointed by it. But I wasn't disappointed really by my intuition, it was disappointed by my not listening to my intuition in reality, right? But I had to realize that and trust my intuition again—that inner voice—and I also had to trust again that I really had all it took to 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 build a business again. I had done it before. I, you know, I had gathered so much valuable international experience on, on several continents. I had what it takes to build this, but I had to realize that again and, and trust myself and believe in myself and in and, and my talents and my gift and my valuable experience or background that I had, that I had built up
0: over oh, all these years. I think learning to hear our intuition and what, it, what it's telling us is a very personal experience for each person. But I'm, I would love for you to share, how do you experience that? Is there anything that stands out for you that maybe someone else would benefit from hearing if they're still trying to figure out how do I, how do I know what's my intuition and what's self doubt ego?
1: Yeah. Oftentimes we doubt that in a voice. Uh, I think oftentimes when we ask a question, the first thing that comes to mind is is often the right thing. Um, you know, we also talk about gut feeling a lot. It has a lot to do with that. So it's really about taking a step back and listening into ourselves, and not just constantly listen to other people's opinions. Uh, really take that moment and, and sit with ourselves. Uh, that is oftentimes so challenging because we live in such a fast paced environment. So we always think we have to do, 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 do. And sometimes we just have to be, 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 right? <laughs> right, exactly. And
0: uh, that takes some, some uh, introspection. And I think, uh, you know, and I, I love that you brought up intuition because this has been part of my journey as well. And I think that what's really helped me to start to discern between intuition versus self-doubt is what you were talking about earlier too, about learning how to um, listen to your, you know, feel your emotions and, and, you know, get in the space of that and the flow of that and understand what means what, because I've found that that. It's you know it's not about being in your head it's about dropping into your heart and when you drop into your heart then you can start to sense the nuances of things and what feels right versus what feels forced or like you know something we have to do which is coming not from an intuitive space.
1: Yeah absolutely. So at the time I was rebuilding that trust and that listening skills that listening inside that looking inside And that's why I also came up with these tools, because I I realized that I needed some tools that helped me through that difficult phase. And that's when I came up with these tools to mentally, physically and energetically prepare and to trick my subconscious into a more confident state when Mm. I... I still use these tools, don't get me wrong, okay? We, we, we never get to this perfect state. It's gotten much easier, but there's still some tools that I use every single time before I step into a challenging situation or in front of an audience or on a difficult phone call or what I perceive as a difficult or challenging phone call. Because as we know, our presence also is transmitted through a phone call, right? Yes. A smile is transmitted. Oh, we know that. So this is not only about us feeling better, but also about how we are perceived by others, about our perceived presence, as I call it. And so these tools are are um, serve the, both both uh, both these goals of of feeling more confident, of raising our level of confidence, but also about uh, coming across as as more competent through sort of being more confident, really.
0: Mm. Well, you mentioned something earlier. I'd like to go back to. You mentioned distinctive uniqueness, mm-hmm. and and I've seen that you talk about how it's important to focus on our strengths than your so-called weaknesses or being perfect. Can you expand on this? What exactly What exactly do you mean by distinctive uniqueness?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So distinctive uniqueness is what I call also authentic brilliance or your specific greatness or uh, a way to stand out, a way to distinguish yourself. So it's basically the very unique combination of skills, talents, experiences, stories, uh, studies we all have. It's, it's, it's what makes up our unique background. No one shares the exact same background that you have. It's not possible. And isn't that fascinating too? Yes. No one shares our DNA even, right? But that's not even everything. And we bring all the experiences and stories into it and it becomes even richer. And there's a good reason for that because we're not meant to be the same. We are meant to all contribute something different. We all have a different purpose. We have all complementary roles that come together into this world where we, we have this diversity puzzle. And I personally think that that one of my biggest purposes, to call it something of my life, is to find my place in this diversity puzzle. Where do I fit into this? Where can I make the biggest difference, the biggest impact? You know, what I now do is, is, is a result of everything I have learned so far in life. And I think we always go to the next level with that. And and it's always a result of what we did or experienced before and what we have learned through that process. So
0: basically, that's what makes up our distinctive uniqueness. I see. OK. Well, I think it's really fascinating that you are an executive global mentor to the UAE, Africa Mentoring Development Consortium. Will you share with us a little bit more about how you got involved with, with that?
1: Yeah, so I have been very active uh, in um, expanding my international network and specifically in the last 12 uh, 12 months, I would say, specifically in Africa. So through that work and through that virtual networking and uh, eventually I also met these people in person, which is really great. But I, the first step was virtual networking. Really, uh, I I have been able to do some very gratifying work in Ghana. I I was speaking at a conference in South Africa last August. I was uh, I spent two months in South Africa again just recently. I spent some time in Cameroon now, where I co-hosted a conference and where I was invited as the main speaker uh, of of a women's event, well, main speaker. The other two speakers were super powerful speakers, but they uh, put me up as
0: <laughs> <laughs> I saw the advertisement. Speakers. Yes, you were yeah, definitely I a big name on that. Uh,
1: so I, I did more of a workshop and the other two speakers more of a motivational talk. But so these are only examples, but, but this specific collaboration that you asked about came about through this first virtual uh, networking approach. So I'm I, I met the two founders. one is based in Washington DC. Her name is Anna Maria Mandolay, and the other founder is uh, Stephen Akka and he is based in Ghana in, um, uh, in Accra and I, I met him last year because they put me together with some other they connected me with some other people in, in Ghana and I had the opportunity to, to collaborate in a women's project where we prepared women for job interviews so they could get could get jobs more easily and it all had to do with business presence with yes distinctive uniqueness with standing out in those job interviews but also with finding the confidence to show up powerfully in all these different things that make up our business presence right so that's when I also met him and they founded this amazing project they they, uh, uh created this collaboration between the United Arab Emirates and Africa for student startups. they are creating an incubator program they are also uh, creating a job bank in Ghana uh, with the, the support of the Ghanaian government Wow so it's it's a it's been a really big project and they are collaborating with some global executive mentors as they call them, like me and some others who help them in the process. And uh, there's still a lot of work to do. Uh, we will also have some online sessions and all of that, but it's at the beginning, although they have done a load of work already.
0: Oh, I love that. I So I didn't know that, that that was what that was about. So thank you for sharing that. Part of what I do is interview confidence coaching for, for people who are applying for jobs or doing podcast interviews, and um, that is really wonderful work. I just imagine the shifts that people see in their lives once they receive the mentoring that you guys are offering them.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, working down last year was with a different uh, – I, I was I was also meeting with with, with uh, Stephen Aka, uh, but it was with a d- different connection that he had introduced me to. Okay. And, you know, it, it went on from there. I mean, I've been uh, virtually – uh, talking to a lot of people in Uganda in in, in some other contacts in, in Ghana who support women and youth while I was there I was also collaborating with another organization which is the African uh, the, the African um, internship Association so so we did some work with the students there as well and uh, it's just beautiful um, to see also that so many African men, young men, support the women empowerment efforts. Mm. It's very needed, of course, but it's also great to see that they do that, right? Absolutely. So I do talk to a lot of them Uh, recently now through my uh, my trip to Cameroon, I've connected with some other women and men there who who do work in that arena as well. And, yeah, it's, it's awesome to see all the entrepreneurial efforts that are going on there.
0: Well, tell us more about the events that you recently did. I know that you recently did one that was an entrepreneurship conference in Cameroon. Would you like to share what that yeah. what that was like? So
1: I was invited to co-host this conference together with uh, a Cameroonian entrepreneur. Her name is Natalie Kimbo. She usually works out of Italy, and she's in uh, the media. She also has a magazine which is called Evolve and I've written for her magazine a few times. And uh, the other co-host was Monica McCoy. She's based in Atlanta. So these three women co-hosted this event. Uh, we, it was for everybody, but mainly for startups and entrepreneurs. And we were also some of the speakers. So it, was a, it was a day-long event in Cameroon in, uh, in Yaoundé. We invited uh, some really cool speakers and it was a very inspiring event. Uh, it was featured in the, in the national press and they also featured a photo of me speaking, which is great of course, you know. Yeah. And, and a lot of reporting was done and after that as i said i was invited to speak at this other event the women's event uh, and then uh, i was also invited to be on a tv show on national tv on cr tv in cameroon and congratulations yeah, there's a lot of fun they made me dance on set that <laughs> planned and they actually called me up in the morning at seven i was at the time i didn't have wi-fi at the hotel it wasn't working so they called me up at 7 in the morning and said, be in the studio at 11. We're going to record this today, and it's going to go live tomorrow. And there's no, like, you know, cuts or anything. You know, it was like, right. be there. And I said, okay. <laughs> and I went. And then there was this Cameroonian live band who played traditional Cameroonian music. It was a lot of fun. I was in high heels on this carpet. It was quite hot in the studio, um, you know, for what we were doing because then they made us dance all this you know, you really, like, it's intense, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I was it, was, it was for the fun of it mostly, but it was, I had such a blast. And then we also recorded a couple more interviews, which will still be here in the future somehow, some, sometime. I don't know when exactly.
0: Very exciting. Well, we are coming down to the end of our show um, what are some of the, you know, what are, what are you working on this year that maybe you haven't shared already? What, what's coming next for you?
1: Yes, yeah, so I'm working on a new approach on diversity, on inclusive diversity. Uh, I won't give it all away here, but I okay. am contacting companies who are open to the conversation to have uh, an open mind and uh, approach diversity in a different way and a more disruptive way. So that's something that's big on my plate right now, of course. I am also going to teach a couple of workshops abroad. The next one is coming up in May in Qatar. It's a women's workshop. Nice. And it's uh, I have been asked by a company in India to collaborate with them for that. And they have some more workshops in lined up as well after that. Yes, and uh, of course, you know, I, 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 I'm... Also looking to promote my certification program more actively. I also created it with Africa in mind uh, and other continents in mind because uh, on some in some other countries there's not as much content as we have available here. So I really want this very empowering content to be available to more people who need it, and specifically also women.
0: Regina, what kind of feedback do you receive from women in Africa or uh, Ghana and other locations after they receive your empowerment coaching and they've built confidence in themselves? What kind of feedback do they give you?
1: So I think the feedback is actually quite similar to here. So we have all quite similar challenges. They just look a little bit different or they're more or less pronounced in different cultural environments. The challenges are different. The African women are very strong women. They have a very strong role in their families as well. Uh, you know, the, the 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 structures are sometimes a little bit more more, more traditional. Um, I have really had very different and very enriching experiences with women in all these different countries where I've worked and lived. So I can truly say that the challenges are quite similar, uh, you know. Okay. No about them. Uh, but yes, they, the, the feedback I receive is that they're super excited, super open-minded. They're embracing everything with an open heart and an open mind. They want to, they're super driven. They want to take this and run with it. So that's really beautiful to see.
0: Nice. Okay. And the only reason why I was highlighting certain countries is because, as as you were saying earlier, is that, you know, they may not have as many of these types of resources or events. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know if they might have a different reaction to, you know, when they pop up and have an opportunity to, you know, to spend time on themselves in that way. So that's Right. Why. And,
1: you know, we shouldn't underestimate uh, the African continent. They have a lot. No, absolutely not. They just have different content oftentimes, you know, and we, we it's all an exchange. Uh, I learn just as much as they learn from me, it's always an exchange. I always come back very enriched and with a whole new set of perspectives, which then again enriches my work here, right? Uh, it's all about soaking all that up and, and, and taking it also to my clients here.
0: Wonderful. Well, so we are at the end of our show. Your website is transformyourperformance.com. Is there another way that uh, people can reach you or is that the best way if they'd like to get in touch with you after the show?
1: That's definitely one of the best ways. So there's a contact page on it. My email is regina at transformyourperformance.com. If they'd like to email me directly, And I'm on Twitter as Transform Dance. I'm on LinkedIn with my name, Regina Huber. And on Facebook, I have a page that is also called Transform Your Performance. And then, of course, my book is on Amazon. And there's also a link on my website on the book page.
0: Wonderful. All right. Well, Regina, thank you so much for being here on the show today. (laughs) Thank you so much for having
1: me. It's been such a delight and uh, it's been a, it's been lovely speaking with you
0: Absolutely. No, I, I've enjoyed it as well. So thank you to all of our listeners today for being there and listening. I, as you can tell, Regina does a lot of things and she's just got so much to offer. If you'd like to find out more, check out her website or check out her book. Again, what her website is transformyourperformance.com and her book is called Speak Up, Stand Out and Shine, Speak Powerfully in Any Situation. And if you'd like to find out about future shows, you can go to kimonealcoaching.com And O'Neill is O-N-E-I-L-L. Or you can find me on Facebook at Kim O'Neill Coaching. And I look forward to connecting with you. Until next time, I hope you remember that every day is always a new day. As we mentioned earlier in the show, You can shift anything and there's so much value in the information that your emotions have to give you and being able to discern what your intuition is telling you. If you don't know how to do whatever it is you want to do or move forward, your intuition can be a guide and listening to your feelings can be the key to your intuition and moving forward and beyond. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and until next time, have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.